0: final part of our service. Thank you, Pastor Laura. Thank you, children. Thank you, parents, for bringing them for practices in the last couple of months. And this morning, we appreciate that so much. But this morning, I want to finish off keeping with the same theme that we've kind of had all morning about the idea of the perfect gift, right? That's what our kids have talked about. The song they sang was the best present ever. And what was it? It was J-E-S-U-S. Jesus, right? That's the best present ever. And Pastor Laura shared with the kids about what a gift is, right? It's offered, it's received, it's it's free. And that's salvation. This morning I want us to, to take a few moments and and think about when I say the, the term the perfect Christmas, what kind of things begin to come to mind, right? The perfect Christmas. Right? We think about the perfect table setting, right? We we got our Christmas Eve or Christmas Day dinner, and it's a perfect setting, and, and our tree is perfectly decorated, and everything is perfect, and we have our our fireplace with, with our mantle and our stockings, right and we, we have this this picturesque view of what the perfect Christmas looks like, right? We, 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 we have these ideas of what the perfect Christmas looks like, a tree with, with plenty and plenty of gifts underneath it is another part of what we think of. Oftentimes we think of the Christmas and perfect and the whole family being there and everybody's celebrating. You're creating an atmosphere, right? It's, it, it's an atmosphere. People walk in and they immediately go, Ah, Christmas. You know, everything is just set up and, and it's perfect. And that sounds really great in theory. It sounds great in ideas, but if we're honest, it actually ends up being a lot of times a lot of stress. And it's challenging. And we get worried. And it's a difficult time. And maybe it even seems to some of us as impossible to ever be able to put on the perfect Christmas, or the perfect holiday, or the perfect Thanksgiving, whatever it may be, but the perfect. We all want that perfect Christmas. And I understand that. I, I understand. I, I love Christmas. I love the atmosphere. I love what Christmas time is all about. I understand that. I love getting together with my family for Christmas. That's one of my favorite parts about Christmas and all holidays is celebrating what God has done in in my life and in the lives of of the family members and just loving and honoring God in those times. I think of doing all the special Christmas traditions, right? I think every family has different traditions that they like to do for Christmas. You know, just to to name off a few that many people may do, they make specific Christmas cookies. They go out and they find a tree and they cut it down together as a family and they bring it back home. They go to a Christmas play each year maybe. And they do these things that create this atmosphere of Christmas. When you go, I'm doing this because, wait, I know that means Christmas is here. I know that means Christmas time is coming. But here's the question, at what cost, right? At what cost does it take for us to have the perfect Christmas? At what cost does it take to make sure the table looks perfect, the tree looks good, that it's full of presents underneath it, that the house is decorated and, and that atmosphere is created? At what cost does it take to create that perfect Christmas? Do we become so busy and and or stressed that we miss out on what Christmas is all about? The coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And it reminds me of a story in Luke chapter 10 that's where we're going to look this morning. We're going to read about the story of Mary and Martha. And you might think, what does this have to do with Christmas? This specific story doesn't, but we're going to look at it and I'm going to share how I think it applies to our Christmas season Starting with verse 38, you read, As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's seat listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Continuing on, Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Right? So we read that, that passage, and I, I love the, the setting the situation. So we see here we have um, Martha, who opened her home to Jesus and His disciples, said, come in, come, come to our home, have a meal, have, have rest, let's have fellowship with one another. And Her sister Mary's there. And what do we see? We see Mary, she comes in and she sits at the feet of Jesus and the disciples. She sits with them and, and fellowships and has conversations with them. Well, what is Martha doing? Martha is running around making sure all the preparations are done. I, I see her cleaning the house and, and giving them food and just running around doing all these different things while Mary's sitting with Jesus and his disciples. And, and it makes me laugh because when I, I think of Martha in the story, I think of my grandma. Right, Every Christmas Eve, we would go to my grandma's house. And, and my grandma did everything. She'd be running around like a chicken with her head cut off. It kind of seemed like she was... She was preparing the food. She was taking the coats from people when they walked in. She was giving us presents. She was serving us dessert. She she was going, going, going the whole time while everyone else was just sitting there enjoying family, enjoying the company, and just doing everything that whole night. And, And as I said, Martha here, she's not preparing Christmas. That's not what she's preparing here or doing at the home. But the fact is is that she got caught up in a moment in a time and she didn't realize the opportunity that was sitting right in front of her. Jesus and His disciples. She got so caught up in the busyness of of trying to make the house perfect, of trying to make sure they had everything they needed. And I'm not saying that, that being hospitable is bad, not at all. But I'm saying at times, we can miss the opportunity that sits in front of us and that's what happened here with Martha she totally missed the boat when it came to what was happening that day at her house Jesus and his disciples were there and she was too worried about all the preparations to spend time with him she got so frustrated that she said Jesus won't you tell Mary to help me Right? Jesus, what, what's wrong with Mary? Why does she think she can just sit there? while I'm doing all these things. And Jesus says, you're worried about much, Martha. But there are a few things that matter. Actually, there's only one thing that really matters right now. And that was he and his disciples being there with them and having fellowship and conversation with them. So with that thought in our minds this morning... Here's a question. How many times do we truly forget what Christmas is all about? Maybe not here on a Sunday morning, right? We focus on Jesus and His life and birth and and His resurrection and all that it is for Him to be our Messiah. But at home, maybe in our time with our family, how many times do we forget what Christmas is all about? Or, Or we just push it to the side because we're so worried about creating the perfect Christmas. The coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as a baby to live the perfect, sinless life for you and I and for all people. Ultimately becoming the final sacrifice for our sins when He took God's judgment upon Himself on the cross so that you and I, that we don't have to endure God's wrath for our sins. I'm thankful that God sent His Son to come as our Savior. But if I'm being honest even here myself this morning and say, Sometimes I get distracted, and even I can begin to forget what Christmas is truly all about, or forget to keep that in the front of everything that's going on, what Christmas is all about. Maybe you're sitting here this morning and you're going, well, you know what, I don't, I don't get stressed about creating the perfect Christmas. I don't get stressed about about the home being decorated and, and the table being perfect and and, and, and having everything necessarily in order. You don't, get, you don't get all worked up about that. But maybe what stresses you out are the days leading up to Christmas, the time that leads up to that, getting presents for everyone. Maybe that's something that's difficult and it's hard and you get worried about it. So you go out and, and you stand in long lines at Black Friday, which we all know isn't even Friday anymore. It's Thursday. So instead of spending Thanksgiving with our family and fellowshipping, you're standing outside of Target for six hours waiting to get inside to buy some TV. That's like $50 off. Right? And, and I'm not, I, I've been guilty of doing these kind of things myself. I'm not singling anybody out. But, but we, we do that. We, send, we, we take a quick nap that night and we get up right away Friday morning and we head back out and we continue shopping to get more great sales. And we spend so much time looking for the quote-unquote perfect gift for somebody. Right? Because I, I need to get my wife the perfect gift. I need to get my children the perfect gift. And, and I love that. There's so much anticipation in giving gifts. And hoping that the person's going to react with the excitement that you think they're going to, right? Because you're like, man, I killed it. I got the perfect gift for them this year. And you're just so excited because you can't wait to see how they respond when they open it. And then they open it. And they don't respond quite like you thought they were going to. And you begin to kind of feel like, oh, did I not get them what they wanted? You know, you, you kind of feel let down like, Man, I tried so hard, I worked so hard to get them the perfect gift. What, what went wrong? And, and again, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with being thoughtful in our gifts. I, I appreciate when people are thoughtful and practical and, and give gifts that, that I can use and, and that are a part of my you know, life. But at what cost, again, back to, at what cost are we trying to find the perfect gift? What are we sacrificing financially? What are we sacrificing in our time of spending time running all over the place trying to find and get the perfect gift? Perhaps here's another, another thing that, that stresses you out or you worry about with the perfect Christmas is you're concerned about providing all of the gifts that your family needs and you become consumed with that. You spend hours working overtime to make extra money so that you can buy a, enough Gifts that your family will be happy. And I understand that there are times where that's needed. There's difficult times where finances are tough and, and you have to work overtime. I'm not downing that idea. But what if what that child wants more than anything is their dad to be home or their mom to be home? Right? That honest truth of what if what that, that kid wants more than anything is to see their parents, to see their grandparents, not to say, Hey, and my older brother's watching me while you go work so you can buy me presents. I just want my dad, my mom, my grandma, my grandpa, right? So we have to, at what cost at times are we sacrificing to give the perfect gift when what they want is your presence, not a present? The gift you provide with your overtime will bring, it'll bring happiness, it'll bring some satisfaction momentarily. But will it satisfy their desire that they have to have quality time and relationship with their parents? Uh, I, growing up, my dad worked a lot of overtime when he was still working shift work, and he would be gone all the time. And I remember us kids saying, Dad, we just want you. Dad, we don't care about the gifts. We don't care about what you're giving us. We want you. And finally he realized, enough is enough. Like they, They're not concerned about getting X amount of presents. They want to be with me. I'm simply talking about how at times when it comes to Christmas and holidays, we become overwhelmed with the tangible things like gifts, decorations, table settings, and creating the perfect Christmas atmosphere. That we overlook what Christmas is all about. The perfect gift which has already been given. Right? You and I, we cannot give a better gift than what was already presented to us 2,000 some years ago in Jesus Christ. When I think about the ideal setting for Christmas story, it often involves sitting around a fireplace like this one, you know, sitting around the fireplace and enjoying time with, with family. And I remember as a child, my dad would always take time on Christmas morning before we did anything to read through the Christmas story with us. We would sit around the fireplace. And my parents would, would, would break open the Bible and they would share with us the Christmas story each and every Christmas morning. Why? I mean, my parents, they were excited to give us gifts. They were excited to bless us with those things. They were excited for the awesome breakfast that we were going to eat after we opened up our gifts. But the one thing that my parents knew and thought was the most important thing for us to understand about Christmas each and every year was the story of Jesus' birth, of Scripture. The gift that my parents wanted each of us to receive before opening a single present was the gift of salvation. To them, that was the most important thing, and that was obvious by their priorities. They said, before we do anything else, the Gospel will be read, first and foremost. That's the first thing that we're going to do. And I'm not saying that that if you open your gifts first and, and those kind of things that... That, that there's anything necessarily wrong with that. I just, I, To my parents, I knew that was what was most important, to them. even as a child. Every year it was the first thing that they did. This morning, I hope you're realizing that Jesus is the true gift, the best gift, right? We love Christmas. We love the setting. We love the atmosphere. We love the table. We love the tree and gifts. But what is it about? It's about Jesus Christ. Right? That's, when it comes down to it, this is the reason for our season. That is the best present you and I can ever receive, is Jesus Christ and salvation with Him. We can never receive a greater gift or one that has more value or one that will ever bring greater satisfaction and fulfillment in our lives than a relationship with Jesus Christ. He went to the cross for us, as I mentioned and Pastor Laura mentioned. So that journey began as a baby in Bethlehem when he was born to Mary and Joseph. Wrapping it up, are we ever going to get away from the hustle and bustle of Christmas in our culture? If I'm honest, no. We probably never will get away from all the hustle and bustle of Christmas because it's become so commercialized. Right? It's such an opportunity for businesses and organizations to, to, to prey on our desire to provide the perfect Christmas, to provide the gifts and all those things. So as Christians, I believe, we need to be intentional in saying, you know what? The world might make this into a commercial thing. The world might make this into tangible things. But we understand what the real reason for Christmas is. And we're going to keep that in the forefront. We're going to keep that Always the priority that we may never forget about the perfect gift that was given through God when He sent His Son Jesus to earth. Christmas is not about a dinner, it's not about the decorations, it's not about the presents, or even the people that we spend it with. That's an important part of it, but that's not even what it's all about. It's all about Jesus Christ, it's all about His life as our. Messiah, our Savior. Before we close our time together this morning, we're going we're to have one last video in a moment. But I want to give you an opportunity to respond. Maybe this morning you're saying, you know what, I've never given my heart to the Lord and I'm ready to make that decision this morning. I'm ready to accept the greatest gift that has ever been offered from the beginning of time to the end of time when there is no time. There will never be a greater gift offered than salvation through Jesus Christ. Scripture says that we simply need to repent of our sins or turn away from our old ways, turn away from the things that we're doing that are not honoring to God and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and we shall be saved. So what I'm going to ask is that everyone would simply bow their heads really quick. And if this morning you're ready to make that decision, you want to make and accept that gift that's been offered I simply want you to just place your hand in the air and put it back. I'm not going to ask you to come forward. I'm not going to ask you to do anything else. But I want you, this morning, if you'd like to accept that gift, to simply slip your hand up in the air and place it right back down. Awesome. Awesome. I'm going to ask that if, if you responded this morning or you've ever made that decision before to accept Jesus in your heart, that you'd repeat after me in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I'm sorry that I've sinned. I ask for your forgiveness. And I proclaim that you are Lord of my life. I believe that you died for me and rose again three days later. And I surrender my heart to you. Thank you for your sacrifice. Amen. If you respond this morning, I want to ask that you would just connect with myself or Pastor Laura after service. We just want to place a few things in your hands to help with that amazing decision that you've made to give your heart to the Lord this morning. That is so awesome. Uh, let's go ahead and we're going to watch this video quickly and then we will wrap our time up this
1: morning. Perfection is rare. We can catch an occasional glimpse, a perfect game, a perfect score, the perfect song for the perfect moment, the perfect hair day. But glimpses soon fade, and we quickly return to normal life, and normal life is messy the dark, stormy days that make us appreciate the sunshine. The everyday messiness of life accentuates the beauty of perfection. Yet there are some things in life that are both perfect and messy at the same time. Like the baby, for example. There's nothing as pure or as innocent as a newborn baby. And when a mother sees her child for the first time, The only suitable word to describe it is perfect. But babies are also messy. Childbirth is messy. And it was in this mess that God chose to begin the process of saving our messy world. When we think of the birth of Jesus, we picture a beautiful, peaceful nativity. Clean stables and angels on the roof, and docile farm animals looking on with a smile. The truth is, nothing peaceful about childbirth. When we think of a baby in a manger, we don't picture it for what it was, an infant lying in an animal food trough. The circumstances surrounding this birth weren't exactly ideal either. The concept of a pregnant virgin is difficult to explain, especially to your soon-to-be husband. So the scene that night in Bethlehem was nothing if not messy. But God chose this scene the messiest scene imaginable, to send perfect son to save us from our own mess. And it was the perfect plan. You see, without the baby in a manger, there would be no savior on a cross. Today we celebrate both the mess and the perfection of the birth of our Lord. In spite of our mess, God so loved the world that he came as a baby to save us. Today we celebrate the perfect birth of a perfect baby who lived a perfect life so that in Him we could be made perfect. Today we celebrate the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Today we celebrate Jesus.
0: Amen. Amen. We celebrate Jesus. The reason for this season, what it's all about. I just want to say thank you so much for being here this morning. I want to invite you in our gym